Next on the 5 o'clock report. My friend has all blood on her hand. It's terrible to think about. Our children shouldn't have to experience this. I hope he gets life without parole. What's the plan? This is the greatest privilege of my life. Now, let's go to the newsroom. When will it end? Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. A lot of news concerning America's schools today, and sadly, none of it good. We begin with another deadly school shooting. This time it was St. Louis in the crosshairs. Police say a 20-year-old gunman opened fire inside Central VPA High School. When it was over, three lay dead, including the gunman, this student among the survivors. My friend has all blood on her hand, and it was like she's seen the shooter, and the shooter came Police Chief Michael Sack. It's terrible to think about here is a safe place where kids go to learn, to grow, to develop, and uh, something like this happens. It's just heartbreaking. Those thoughts echoed by the mayor of St. Louis, Deshara Jones. Our children shouldn't have to experience this. They shouldn't have to go through active shooter drills in case something happens. And unfortunately, that happened today. No word yet on what connection, if any, the 20-year-old shooting suspect had to that high school. That news no doubt struck an especially painful chord in Oxford, Michigan, where today a former student there, Ethan Crumbly, pled guilty to two dozen charges stemming from his shooting rampage there last year, which killed four students and injured seven. Sheriff Michael Bouchard. I hope he gets life without parole. He has permanently taken lives away from four lovely souls and has permanently affected many, many more. Crumbly seemed emotionless in court, but his attorney says he does feel remorse. He definitely is. We have to all remember he's a 16-year-old boy, so a very scary situation today to be appearing in front of a judge. Crumbly faces life in prison when he's sentenced in February. A national report card out for America's schools during the pandemic, and the grades aren't good. The nation's report card, released this morning, finds math scores for 8th graders fell in almost every state, with just 26% proficient. That's down from 34% in 20. 2019. Reading scores fell in more than half of states. CBS's Deborah Rodriguez. Kevin Huffman heads up the nonprofit tutoring program Accelerate. People can point fingers and relitigate all of the opening and closing questions that we had over the last couple of years. But if you're a student, nobody wants to hear who was right and who was wrong. You want to hear what's the plan. Many have criticized decisions to close schools during the pandemic. Also today, three people arrested in Buffalo following a school scare there. City police say they were informed of an October 19th social media post that threatened a student following FBI Safe Streets Task Force protocols. Police searched the suspect's home. Several firearms were seized. No one in the home has a permit for those guns. Police say the 16-year-old male suspect and adults in the home face several charges. Just about two weeks to election day now, and already about 7 million people have cast their ballots using early voting options in 34 states and the District of Columbia, including this Georgia woman. No line. Just present my ID. They promise straight to the machines and out. A new poll shows voter interest at an all-time high for this midterm election. Around the globe quickly now, a new British prime minister. It is the greatest privilege of my life to be able to serve the party I love and give back to the country I owe so much to. Rishi Sunak replaces Liz Truss, who resigned from the job after only 44 days. Economist Andrew Palmer says he's got his work cut out for him. He has a monstrous task ahead of him, and it will be a very, very difficult winter. Sunak has the resume for the job. He used to be UK's finance minister. Threats of a radioactive dirty bomb in Ukraine, but by who? Russia says Ukraine's planning to use one and then blame it on them. Former acting CIA director Michael Morrell says don't buy that. What Vladimir Putin is hoping for is that he can hold 
on until winter. And if he can get to winter, then the fighting will die down. And the energy crisis in Ukraine, the energy crisis in Western Europe, he's hoping will force the Ukrainians to the negotiating table, which is where he wants to get to because he's losing. The U.S., U.K., and France have all condemned Russia's allegation as 100% false. Two alleged Chinese spies accused of interfering with a U.S. probe into a telecommunications giant. Earlier today, in the Eastern District of New York, a complaint was unsealed charging two PRC intelligence officers with attempting to obstruct, influence, and impede a criminal prosecution of a PRC-based telecommunications company. Attorney General Merrick Garland, the company in question reportedly is Huawei. Garland says the alleged spies tried to buy info on witnesses and possible charges in that case. Well, do you recycle? According to a new study, most Americans still aren't into it. Only 5% of the enormous amount of plastic waste generated by Americans last year was recycled, according to new research by Greenpeace. The group says the country discarded 51 million tons of wrappers, bottles, and bags in 2021, amounting to about 310 pounds of plastic per person. CBS's Jim Crusula. Crowdfunded Christian media. Going to hit the big screen soon. The official trailer for the third season of The Chosen is now out. Mark, the preview of the series about Jesus and his first disciples includes a scene of Jesus' miraculous feeding of the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. Episodes one and two of the new season will premiere in theaters on November 18th before becoming available to stream. The Chosen can be streamed for free on YouTube through the Chosen app and on the website VidAngel. Two years ago, season one was released. It was fully funded by more than 16,000 people who contributed more than $11 million, making The Chosen the largest crowdfunded media project in history. Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. Thanks, Tracy. Can't wait to see it. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, checking the polls on the political races in New York and PA, an update on Salman Rushdie after his Chautauqua attack, and pandemonium in Philadelphia. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Tonight will turn out clear and calm. Low temperatures, mid-30s to the mid-40s. It's a beauty tomorrow, bright and sunny, and warmer than recent days with high temperatures in the mid-60s to near 70. Sunday, mostly sunny in western New York, in western Pennsylvania, more in the way of clouds, central New York, and turning out mostly cloudy in eastern Pennsylvania. High temperatures Sunday in the 60s to near 70. There'll be a few showers Sunday night across far eastern Pennsylvania. Thank you, Kevin. One of those days when you wish the newsroom had windows. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. The race for governor of New York continues to tighten up as new polling shows one candidate's message apparently isn't hitting home with voters. After pounding Republican Lee Zeldin as an anti-abortion Donald Trump acolyte, Governor Hochul's lead has shrunk as Zeldin continues to hammer the top voter issues, crime and the economy. Hochul made a late shift just weeks ahead of the election by promoting her efforts to create jobs and fight crime. But the latest Quinnipiac University poll has her leading by just four points. Hochul's at the top of the ticket, and Democrats are hoping she'll drive voters to the polls to boost critical down-ballot campaigns that include House races with razor-thin margins. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Now to Syracuse, a town hall meeting being held in Clay tonight to discuss Micron Technologies' plan to build a brand new computer chip plant in the area. Among the things that are expected to be discussed are infrastructure, jobs, and housing. The meeting scheduled for 6 p.m. at Clay Town Hall. Similar events will take place down the road. Onondaga County deputies have released the name of a woman who lost her life in a weekend house fire. They say the body of 69-year-old Ann Breshaw was found on the first floor of the residence on Howlett Hill Road in the town of Onondaga Saturday.
Neighbors tried to get inside to save her, but weren't able to. No other injuries reported in that blaze, which is believed to have started in the living room. Investigators are still looking into it. The legal wrangling over New York's controversial new gun laws heads back to court this week. A temporary restraining order issued last week that bars the state from banning guns in church. The Reverend Kinzer Pointer with the Liberty Missionary Baptist Church in Buffalo wishes those who'd rush through the gun restrictions had spoken to their constituents first. If they simply had had a conversation with us, they would have known better, but they didn't. And so whenever government seeks to put laws in place and doesn't talk to the constituents affected, um, that's an error of judgment. Father Paul Seal runs a Catholic parish in western New York. This has not come up in my church here at all, and I don't know of anyone carrying firearms in church. Mistakes can always be made, and when guns enter into it, you know, you can't take back a bullet, right? But on the other hand, I understand that some people are afraid of the situations in which we now live. New York lawmakers rewrote the state's gun laws this summer after the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the right to carry a firearm outside the home. A Chemung County lawmaker has passed away just two weeks ahead of Election Day. 77-year-old Brian Hyland was the incumbent for Legislative District 6 in Chemung County, who's running against conservative candidate Ryan Purvis. An obituary for Hyland notes he passed away over the weekend. The Chemung County Board of Elections says the Republican Party will meet to submit another name for the ballot. Early voting in New York starts on Saturday. Author Salmon Rushdie's permanent injuries from an attack in upstate New York have been revealed. Two months after Salman Rushdie was stabbed at a literary event at the Chautauqua Institute in western New York, his agent says the famous novelist has permanently lost sight in one eye and the use of one of his hands. He's also still recovering from serious wounds to the neck, chest, and stomach. The 24-year-old Fairview, New Jersey man charged in the August attack, he remains behind bars, pleading not guilty to attempted murder charges. Rushdie spent nearly a decade in hiding after the formerly leader of Iran called for his death over a controversial novel. I'm Jennifer Bolsoni. All right, to Pennsylvania now. Former President Donald Trump putting pressure on Pennsylvania Republicans to put an end to no-excuse mail-in voting. Trump's message was that Pennsylvania state lawmakers have to act now or else no-excuse mail-in balloting will continue long into the future. Correspondent Robert Costa, the Pennsylvania Secretary of State, has vowed to count mail-in ballots that are not dated, this in defiance of a recent ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court. A new Fox 29 poll shows the race for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania is now about dead even. That survey has Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Mehmet Oz tied, each candidate with about 46% of the vote, 5% undecided. Political analyst Bruce Gordon. There has been lots and lots of cash, and we've seen the campaign ads bashing John Fetterman, uh, especially on the issue of crime. And that's a subject matter that's particularly important to suburban voters. Mehmet Oz clearly believes he can make some headway with suburban voters and do better, for example, than Donald Trump did in 2020. And if he does better among suburban voters, that could be a huge, impactful change in this race. The poll shows Dr. Oz with a 20-point lead over Fetterman when it comes to independent voters. The two will debate the issues tomorrow night at the studios of ABC 27 in Harrisburg. That debate set to start at 8 p.m. Pennsylvania Republican candidate for Governor Doug Mastriano did not show up as scheduled at a controversial conservative event, the Reawakening America event. 
event took place over the weekend in Lancaster and featured speakers such as Eric Trump and Michael Flynn. The Pennsylvania National Guard has identified a soldier today who was killed in a training accident over the weekend. 20-year-old specialist Mackenzie Shea of Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Three other service members were treated and released from Penn State Hershey Medical Center. The accident is still under investigation. WGAL's Beth Shapiro, that Saturday mishap involved two military vehicles. The Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture says a new website will make it easy to find locally sourced farms and their products. The newly designed site PA Preferred will let users search by location and connect with businesses to find products that are grown, harvested, or produced in PA. And they're giddy in Philadelphia after some Harper heroics. It's deep! It's going! Yes. And it is gone! Yes. It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top! And on top they stayed, earning their first trip to the World Series since 2009. Nanticoke, PA resident Joe Lewandowski tells Newswatch 16. For this team to have just made the playoffs after 11 years, I was not expecting this at all. It's incredible. Game one of the best of seven series kicks off Friday in Houston after they swept the Yankees in the ALCS. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Building on last week's gains, the major index is moving higher today. Investors are feeling positive regarding reports that the Federal Reserve may begin to slow rate hikes after their next meeting. Earnings season has seen many companies outperform thus far, and many big names are on the docket, including Apple, Google, and Amazon. Analysts will also be watching preliminary third-quarter GDP numbers later this week. Oil trading at $84 a barrel. The Dow today climbing 417 points. The S&P 500 adding 44. And the Nasdaq grew by 92. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. There are markers on the pathway to financial strength and stability. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's MoneyWise Minute. In an article at MoneyWise.org, stewardship writer Art Rayner calls them the money milestones. We'll cover four today and four tomorrow. Number one, start giving. Make it your first priority because it reflects that God is first in your life. Second, save $1,500 for emergencies. Emergencies happen, a flat tire or a refrigerator repair. Having that money will keep you from going into debt. Third, contribute enough to your company retirement plan if you have one to get the full employer match. It's one of the best financial deals going. And fourth, start paying off debt, starting with high interest cards. Those are four money milestones. Four more next time. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free MoneyWise app. You'll find it on our website at moneywise.org. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, a news story that really is a whole lot of baloney. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. The pattern will hold for yet another night and day, with the clearest skies being in western sections, the best chance of showers being in the east. Our call for tonight, mainly clear in western New York and northwest Pennsylvania. Partly to mostly cloudy elsewhere, mild. Low temperatures mainly 50s for tomorrow. We'll have a lot of sunshine from Niagara down through Lake Erie. A little more cloud cover elsewhere, a stray shower on the I-81 corridor. High temps, 60s and low 70s. On Wednesday, partly to mostly cloudy with a few showers and high temperatures in the 60s and lower 70s. 
All right, thank you very much, Kevin. And finally at five. Well, happy National Bologna Day to you. Of course, purists might pronounce that Bologna, like the city from Italy from whence it came, only in the old country they don't even call it Bologna. There it's called Mortadella, a beloved meat treat dating back to the 1600s. One reviewer describes Mortadella as a subtly seasoned delicacy made of lean pork with lumps of lard. Clearly, it's held in much higher regard than is the humble slice of American bologna we know, which made its way to the States via German immigrants, including the Midwest and the Pennsylvania Dutch. Not many folks know that technically bologna is really a sausage. The rise of packaged food in the 1950s transformed it into the industrial disc we see today, but that hasn't hurt its popularity. We Americans consume 800 million pounds of it every year. And that's a lot of baloney. That's also the world we live in for Monday, October 24th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.